called This is a Part I Don't Get. My name is Jay. And I'm Bay, and this is episode 72. All right. And we uh, to be titled. Yes, we got through the holidays and we're back. You're a nice long You're break. back after yeah, after a good holiday hiatus that was was a good relaxation, I would say. Oh yeah. Holidays can be can be stressful. So it's nice to, to have a little break of doing nothing. Yes. Yeah. I got a lot of some sleep. cold, some snow, you know, <laughs> yeah. lots of sleep. Yeah. I started eating more. chili and soup again. You know, it's, it's that season. Yes. So I, uh, I, uh, don't remember whose turn it is. I have absolutely no idea, but I think it's mine. Yeah, I think it is. But so, I don't want to step on any toes here. No, I, I, I still need to. I've been reviewing my notes, so you go ahead. <laughs> it's a good, uh, good segue to some really good listening. Uh, <laughs> no, in your, in your future, I can really tell she's going to be an avid listener to this one. No, no, I know. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's a light topic. It's a light topic. You know, in light of the new year. A light topic in light of the new year <laughs> for for me the part I didn't get this week I thought you know like new year um like you know you always see people posting things on social media like this is my year in recap oh my and God. this is my photo montage or like freaking essays. and yeah lots like, of I don't need to know your whole, I don't need to know everything about your life like I barely know you to, to each his own whatever floats your boat and butters your cracker but yeah but I'm still um, gonna judge you know, <laughs> <laughs> so it just kind of made me think of like years and history and trends and things mm. like that so um you know like what was popular this year versus what was popular last year and that always comes up on on my social media like you know 10 things that you loved in 2000 if you were a girl you know like you know oh, butterfly yeah. kit clips and <laughs> jellies or whatever clickbait so yeah oh i i click it every time I, i'm all about it yeah. um even though i don't even know what half the things are on the list um so i just kind of googled weird and strange trends and fads in history and i honestly couldn't remember if i had done a similar topic to this before but i'm gonna go with it because i know i haven't talked about any of these okay um so i tried to find the strangest fads that i could find in like essentially like the last 150 years and some of them are pretty weird in my opinion um and i only found like I found a bunch, but I didn't want to use half of them because some of them are really not all that noteworthy. Uh, so I got some of my information from Ripley's Believe It or Not, shout out, favorite of mine, Wikipedia, and littlethings.com, which was the website that really gave me the idea for the topic. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the things that I don't get. So 
the first thing, and it's funny because there is a song called Flagpole Sitta. And um, flagpole sitting was a thing. That was a trend and it was popular in the US in the 1920s. Uh, where uh, it was kind of like a test of endurance where people would compete to see who could sit on top of a flagpole for the longest period of time. <laughs> oh my God. I, that is not I immediately at all. I thought you meant just like sitting up straight or doing a, a, a no, no. I was like, oh, no, okay. I mean like uh, on top of the actual flagpole, <laughs> like up in the air, <laughs> like not Hell a baby no. flagpole, the real thing. And at first I was like, God, that's gonna hurt your butt after a while. Some of them are kind of pointy at the top. I but, know. Um, and how do you get up there? I have many follow-up <laughs> questions. <laughs> through, through, I know, right? Where's your ladder? Like that's not in the picture. Did you have a friend that took it down? You, you just, know, like what if you gave up? You just jump. Yeah. So um, through my research, I did find that um, often a small platform was typically placed at the top of the pole for said sitter. Okay. Well, and uh, there, there was a man named Shipwreck Kelly. You know, I'm guessing that wasn't his given name. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go there right away. I'm assuming this was a moniker. Uh, he is often credited for starting this ridiculous fad. And he sat on top of a flagpole for 13 hours at first, for 13 Ooh. straight hours, mind you. And he finally then worked up to sitting on a pole for 22 days. Whoa. And six hours. And that was outside of New York's Madison Square Garden. You know, of all the things that we could go to New York to see, man see sitting on a, on a flagpole would not be the first thing on my you list. See the, the naked guy um, with the guitar and then the guy on the, <laughs> on the flag. That's it. Um, and then after the 22 day sit, he went to Baltimore and sat for 45 days straight on a 60 foot pole. Wait. And did they say like how he went to the bathroom? That was immediately what I thought of. And no, I, I it's like, I want to know what I don't want to know. What I thought of because <laughs> were you just like, releasing on top of the crowd or was there a bucket yeah was there must there have been some like, sort of police sort of a, system is there a privacy <laughs> curtain I certainly hope so if there were children watching because you know it seemed they were all like attraction based like to get people to come and watch but he, he wasn't the only one but he was by far the most famous flag pole sitter and he was the longest and, um, pole sitter right? I believe he well at first oh so um you know you'd think that shipwreck kelly would have led would have led a great life after his 45 days on the 60 foot pole but uh sadly that was not always the case he was killed when he was hit by a car just walking oh down the street in new york city and he was unemployed and had very little money at the time of his death so he started the craze supposedly and lots of people did it all around the country for as long as they possibly could they would compete and people would watch them and it was such a fun fad but the depression hit so people were like i'm not doing this anymore we've got better things to do so uh the fad faded 
um, over time, but reemerged in a very strange way in the 1980s when a man named H. David Werder was angry because he thought that he was paying way too much money for gas for his car, which was 99 cents per gallon at the time. He didn't know how good and he was. <laughs> he did not. No, he didn't. So he decided to climb a flagpole that was located at an appliance center. And then he waited there for 439 days, 11 hours and Whoa. six minutes in protest to the high prices. Yeah, see, that's gasoline. what I, I figured it, it was like a protest thing, you know, but the, the first. At first, it was just for fun just for fun and it wasn't to raise money or awareness to anything no wow i mean maybe shipwreck kelly did it so that he could get paid but this guy h david werder he was just pissed off and he wasted away an entire year of his life sitting on the top of this uh flagpole because i'm not sure it really changed anything like how could you gas prices are concerned uh well he didn't have to take gas because he wasn't driving for that. That's year. true. <laughs> That's true. He did. He did save a bundle on utilities. <laughs> you know, you know, lots and lots of stuff. Yeah, I hope he had a nice coat or that he was in a warm climate. I'm not sure. It didn't say, but um, yeah. So that was interesting that if someone would do that, uh, I you know people have been complaining about gas prices ever since, but. You know, where's yeah. the commitment to that flagpole sitting? Yeah, no one, uh, no one has the right to complain except that guy because he showed, he showed up. <laughs> there were pictures that showed them like standing on the platform too. Oh, so okay. like, I'm assuming they kind of moved, but it didn't look like they were very big. Like it looked like it was like a foot by a foot, you know, like it well, didn't, it's not like they were walking around. I mean, that's one way to get over your fear heights, I guess. Yeah, I know. So that was the first one that I found. And I really only found five. Um, the second weird fad emerged in the 60s. And it's called banana peel smoking. Okay. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> so in the 1960s, underground uh, article, newspapers and press uh, were were obviously alternatives to mainstream news uh -huh. and they were written and published from perspectives that were different than the mainstream media so that's kind of why people sought them out so because of the ways that they were published they were prone to printing the occasional rumor and not 100 <laughs> fact-checked information Right. Such as the Great Banana Hoax of 1967. In the spring of that same year, publishers of underground papers printed a recipe for smoking banana peels, like dried banana peels. And it involved freezing the banana peel and then blending them into a pulp and then essentially baking them at 200 degrees. And then you would create some sort of a cigarette from this or a pipe and you would smoke it. That's a lot of work. In, I know. That is a lot of work. That year, the Berkeley Barb published a recipe that claimed that like, the reason for doing all this is that inhaling the dried banana peel would give you hallucinogenic experiences. Oh, okay. And it was like the same to using a psych psychedelic drug, like acid or, like or something like that. <laughs> 
So that's so gross. People claimed that this worked because bananas contained a chemical called bananadine that was supposed to cause the hallucinations. Unfortunately, that chemical is 100% made up and doesn't exist. (laughs) Bananas don't have bananadine in them. And all this really did for people for several months while this fad was sweeping across the nation was it just created like a placebo effect. And of course it didn't take long, only a few months, but people eventually realized it didn't do anything really happening here. So it also faded away within a few months. I should have done this chronologically. I just realized, but um, so now I'm going to go back in time. Uh, The next one was also from the twenties and thirties. I feel like a lot of these are (laughs) from a while ago, different times. But a lot but of them non- I can see people doing today. <laughs> yes. Yes. People do the it. banana peel challenge is right around the corner. Yeah. Except now it would just it. be like on TikTok instead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now we would feel the need to not only do it, but broadcast it as well. So yep. that everyone would know what we were doing. And then they'd have sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool. third weird fad that I didn't get, but kind of do. It happened in the 1920s and the 30s. And I've heard rumors that this is kind of where the idea sprung from um, roller derby essentially kind of came from this idea that the person who created roller derby thought that this was like a great way to make money. And it was nonstop dance marathons. So in the 1920s and 30s, it was a really popular fad. That was just another test of endurance and it involved couples literally dancing until they couldn't dance any longer and they literally dropped to the floor. They would compete for cash prizes to see who was the last couple standing. And of course, this would go on for a very, very long period of time. And, um, you know, these were big events. These were big draws for the, for the young kids of, of, uh, the twenties and thirties. So moving right along i've got two more see none of these topics were big enough to have its own topic so i was like let's just make a list so the next one goes back to our morbid days uh cemetery picnics that was a thing that sounds like something you would have done in middle school (laughs) does a little bit a little bit uh kinder bat days definitely so during the victorian era Having picnics in cemeteries was a very regular outing, especially for young ladies. It became very popular at that time. And it started as a way to like mourn the loved ones. And then it just transformed into just a normal way of having a meal with your friends. Like tea time by the tombstones, essentially. That sounds like like, like a metal band. Tea time <laughs> tea by the tombstones. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, j- almost exactly like having a picnic in the park instead of it being a park it was a cemetery and there's like all these pictures of these like really nicely dressed women just kind of like sitting by a bunch of tombstones it's quite odd but that's not exactly where I would go today to have my picnic um but yeah Victorian era different time different place and then the last one is my personal favorite aside from the flagpole sitting of course and I do need to read up more on this because I think it's just kind of so cute 
and silly in a weird way. But uh, fern collecting was very popular in the mid 1800s. So ferns as in the plants. Mm -hmm. So this plant was a smash hit in the mid 1800s and it became all the rage, all the rage with the kids. It was called fern fever or I'm not going to say this right, but pteridomania. So it's like P-T-E-R-I-D-O mania. I'm assuming that's pteridomania, but I'm not sure. When it's got the P and the T next to it, I'm not sure. So this was like a real mania, fern fever. This probably could have been its own topic, but uh, this was a mainstream fad. It was very popular specifically with young women. And people think that that's because it was one of the few activities that like girls and young women could do without chaperones, without being supervised, you know, because people were always so concerned with protecting the innocence of young girls, you know, but they felt as though fern collecting was already innocent. So they could go out there and be free with the ferns and just collect them all day. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a fern fever was a very popular fad back in the mid 1800s. And that is the end of my list. It's a very short topic this time around, but I tried to think of a fad from like our childhood. And the only things that I could think of were like Tamagotchis and Pogs and Furbies. Like I I can only think of like merchandise. Yeah, I couldn't think of like a physical action, Um, you know. Uh, yeah, I couldn't yeah, it was like mostly action, like because most of these are all things to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the know. internet. If you started. can think of something, <laughs> I feel like. And then the only it. other thing I can think of that was popular within the last ten years is that bottle flipping craze that became like a huge fad, where kids like try and flip the bottle oh, over yeah. so that it lands perfectly. Like that's definitely a thing. Um, within the last 10 years and then maybe like cups like that game the cups game yeah but other than that I can't really think of like a physical action off the top of my head in the last I don't know 30 years but I'm sure they're there I'm just not thinking of them but of course kind of takes it back to one topic I did uh, probably about a year ago that the whole online challenges thing so yeah, very yeah, to those that. could all. I don't know. You would probably group those all in one. Um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, the fern collecting is a lot safer than uh, Chubby Bunny and the Cinnamon Challenge. Well, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they're talking about um, trash streaming. Have you heard of that? It was what is group. that? So it's like this thing I think it became popular during the pandemic but it was like basically like you know gamers would stream themselves like playing their games but then like people kind of got bored with that so they like would up the ante by like people would like request that they do like random or dangerous things and like pay them money to and then they would do it and there is this yeah there there there's this guy in Russia who ended up like killing his girlfriend on like a live stream um, <gasps> Ew, yeah, did really somebody dare up. him to do that? They they said beat up your girlfriend and then like leave her outside in the cold. And it was in the middle of winter Russia. 
So she got like a brain hemorrhage and then died. And then they were like, oh, we'll pay you like $1,200 if you leave the camera on while the like EMS get there. Ew. I know. Did they actually pay him in the end? Because then those, well, Well, even without the pay, even without the payment, those people should totally yeah, those people should have been some sort of consequence yeah, as well. Yeah, seriously. That's, that's, like, that's like hiring a hitman when you think about it. And yeah, it is. It really is. And that's why I was saying, like, if they paid them, then maybe they could have really, like, gotten some sort of charge on them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, I don't know. Oh, God. Like, my job is But strong. even if they didn't, that's terrible. That's so terrible. I have never heard of that. It's called trash streaming yeah trash streaming i i think most and probably what's the not... podcast that you were listening to oh god it was some random like i'm not random but it was like su- one of those like suggested for you ones it was it was oh it's okay if you don't remember it off the top of your head but that sounds very interesting yeah it, it was i'll i'll send it to you if i think of or if i find it because i think i saved it it's like two guys um and they just have different like topics basically oh it sounds familiar oh, <laughs> sounds a lot <laughs> but I think it's more like just like uh murder type stuff oh okay well we got a little bit of that yeah you know every now and then amongst the ferns what is that, what is that show between two ferns <laughs> oh yeah that is yeah, a, a good one between two ferns <laughs> like the water going into like flooding the place <laughs> oh well, but yeah, so that's, that's uh, my, my thing. So who knows what 2022 will bring, what fads I we know. shall see. Hopefully think, they're yeah. not dangerous and they're lighthearted. Yeah. And they're good, uh, good for us and the, and the planet. Yes. Maybe nice <laughs> others. God help us all. <laughs> um, so what, uh, have you collected your thoughts? Yes. On, on so your, <laughs> the reason I'm like, topic? all all over the place with mine. It's a very scientific, but I promise not okay. boring, hopefully. Um, well, you're definitely the brainiac of the two of us. So uh, I I'm telling you, I, I can in... only focus so much on this. <laughs> so my brain just shuts off. It's like a defense mechanism. I have faith in your ability. I have faith in your ability. Out of the two of us, you're definitely the one to take on uh, a more intellectual <laughs> topic. Um, well, thank you. Uh, so I was inspired by, um, I saw the movie Don't Look Up recently have you are you familiar oh with yeah i didn't see it but i saw the previews and yeah is it funny it's hilarious yeah it's supposed to be okay funny. good yeah because that's what that I, I figured but you know like sometimes the previews make something look funny but then you're yeah. disappointed no, when you watch it I think but you it would looked like it. pretty funny yeah i think you i would think like i would it. too because it's very like, like preview is something like yeah. yeah and he's like are you not listening to us yeah the entire world <laughs> and like and is Meryl Streep the president yes yeah he's like yeah great casting choice I know <laughs> um but yeah I mean it's just like very like you know obviously a lot of parallels to what's currently going on mm-hmm. so it was kind of like um kind of refreshing just to have something to laugh at you know the end yeah the but um, it made me curious, like, has a, well, for those of you who don't know, the, the movie's about um, these, like, uh, scientists who discover there's a comet heading towards Earth that's basically going to take out the entire planet in the next six months, and they're trying to, like, tell people, but people, are, like, don't care. Um, so my topic is near-Earth objects, and have, are we going to, do we have one on the way, or any 
you know, like what in. happened to the dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, have, <laughs> you know, like what's going on? Is there, have we been, uh, we know we've been hit before, but I just want a little more information. Um, so my it's sources so funny were because I'm oh, sorry on a Facebook. I literally just saw one of my friends posing in front of a crater. Really? Oh, like, straight up yesterday. So oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like <laughs> looking, I was like, it's like, man, it'd be fun to visit these, some of these craters. It's, it's like, it's in the U S it's like, you know, like a landmark kind of thing. So that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, you should. We have, we have been hit before. Damn. Could have <laughs> interviewed her. <laughs> Um, so my sources were planetary radio or it's a podcast. And then another podcast called star talk radio with Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, where he interviews, um, Natalie Starkey, a PhD, um, uh, cool Cosmo. That's the name of the website on Caltech, uh, university's, um, page. And then a podcast called caustic soda about near death objects and the national wow, you did a lot of listening oh yeah well just two um because i really sometimes i can like it's easier to type as i listen instead of going back and forth mm. between the web page and then um uh the national schools observatory website which was helpful because i think it kind of dumbs it down for you know <laughs> students like myself <laughs> oh, <Relay and> then, <laughs> oh yeah and then there there was an interview um done with Adam McKay, who's the director of Don't Look Up. And they also interviewed um, the like the, the expert that was like the advisor um, named okay. Amy Mainzer. She's the she's a planetary defense expert and a professor in lunar Ooh. and planetary lab. Wow. That's a real thing. Would I not know, have right? thought that that would have been a thing, but you know, it does make sense. Does make yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, and we've I, all seen Armageddon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought it was cool. It's a woman too. Um, I know. I was thinking that as well. <laughs> so a near earth object is any small solar system body, which small is, you know, <laughs> kind relative, of a relative yeah. term whose orbit brings it into proximity with earth less than 1.3 astronomical units, which equals 150 million kilometers from the sun. So it's just kind of this measurement of like, hey, it's near Earth. It it could like change its tra trajectory towards us. We're just going to keep an eye on it type of thing. Um, so basically that includes asteroids, comets, meteors. Um, and what's the difference you ask? Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did ask that. Thank you. <laughs> Mentally, I felt it. Um, so an asteroid is basically just metal and rocky material um and then a comet is more of and they what they call like a dirty uh snowball giant snowball <laughs> because it has um ice dust and rocky material because it's further away from the sun so that's why it's cold um versus asteroids are close to the sun so therefore no no snow um now okay so that um they uh, used the comet in um, Don't Look Up because it originally was going to be an asteroid, but um, a comet is actually more dangerous because it can really come out of nowhere, whereas asteroids asteroids are mostly identified and, um, you know, their orbit is, um, 
Well, so comets, their their orbit is less predictable, um, whereas the asteroids, okay. it's more, you know, the way they orbit is much more um, easy to identify. Um, okay. And then, so asteroids as small as 20 meters or 66 feet in diameter can cause significant damage to the environment and human population. So um, well, I can imagine with the speed, right? Yeah, the speed and uh, the heat that it causes. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. You yeah. always forget that it's quite hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, asteroids that's, what, that's what got those astronauts, you know? Yeah. Asteroids bigger than 150 meters or 460 feet are considered potentially hazardous objects. Um, and anything that's five kilometers or bigger, um, those are considered large collisions. Those usually, they're estimated to happen once every 10 million years. So I think, you know, we got some time. <laughs> <laughs> um, fingers crossed yeah one um the collisions with um objects that are one kilometer happen every five hundred thousand years um objects that are 50 meters happen once every 1000 years so obviously it's like the smaller the more likely you know the more often it happens oh um, yeah makes sense yeah yeah so there's a scale that's a few different scales that are used, the Torino scale, um, and that rates the risks of impacts in the next 100 years based on um, like a number from zero to 10. So zero being like, it's not gonna do anything, whereas 10 is like, uh, we're you know pretty much fucked. Um, <laughs> so when I looked up the Torino scale, it didn't look like anything right now was over like a one on the scale anything in our okay in our and that's neighbor. good so that was very comforting um <laughs> so just to give you an example um so like a one would be a a routine a routine discovery in which a pass near earth is predicted that poses no unusual lever, level of danger Current calculations show the chance of collision is extremely unlikely with no cause for public attention or public concern. New telescopic <laughs> observations very, very likely will lead to reassignment to level zero. So, and then it gets to 10, you know, and of course they're like color coded from like green to yellow to orange to red. Um, we're like a, an eight says a collision is certain capable of causing localized destruction for an impact over land <laughs> nice. or possibly a tsunami if closed offshore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Such events occur on average between once per 50 years and once per several thousand years, but with usually none or only a few deaths <laughs> and with fast recovery and a low moderate amount of damage, depending on the area. And then, of course, a 10, um, which is kind of what the movie is based off of, um, a collision is certain capable of causing global climactic catastrophe yeah. that may threaten the future of civilization and wildlife as we know it <laughs> I love whether wording. yeah right That's whether so impacting land dramatic. or ocean such events occur on average once per 100,000 years or less often so obviously one that would be considered a 10 was um 
the one that killed off all the, the little poor dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> so this one is was called the Chicxulub um, asteroid, I believe. This was uh, this 66 million years ago. This was um, a crater. I'm sorry, it's called the Chicxulub crater, and that's found underneath the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. And that was an asteroid that was 6.2 miles in diameter. Um, so that was like, you know, the, you know, one of the biggest that we know of um, in all of the history of Earth. Um, <laughs> just to be clear. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just a little bit of damage. Um, so if Basically, if, you know, a very large um, asteroid or comet um, or object, we can say, hits Earth, either way, it's going to be devastating effects. But um, so if it hits water, like mentioned before, it would cause a tsunami. Um, and if it hits land, it would um, hit it and explode. Basically, it would go so far down, it would go to like the core of the Earth. Wow. Um, and then it would go back into space and then rain down as like really hot rock. And because it goes mm -hmm. to the core, the core is obviously extremely hot. So it would be like the, the heat would just be unbearable. And yeah, it would. So we would like boil to death, I think. Um, yay. <laughs> it would be unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> you think you unbearable. think your summers are hot. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Like, not just you're not just gonna die from a, a tsunami. You're gonna die from like a boiling hot, like it's lava, like raining tsunami. lava. Yeah. yeah, I'd be like, I hope the tsunami wow. takes me out. Um, yeah. So I know when you watch like a post-apocalyptic things, you're oh. like, I either want to be the person at the very, very end of this story, or I want to <laughs> be the person at the beginning, so I don't have to suffer. <laughs> Right, you know, like you really got to think about where you want to fall. In that line. <laughs> I know you're like Jesus. You know, there's always the the one couple that are like, eh, I'm just gonna stand here and hold hands with my loved yeah. one. Mm -hmm. and like, um, yeah, I always thought that when like during like War of the Worlds, I remember seeing that in high school. With you know the one with Tom Cruise and Justin yeah. Chatwin or whatever, yes. and then they're all just like standing there. I'm like. <laughs> run i know like at least... there is a robot monster coming out of the ground <laughs> why are you just hanging out i know like at least try to like save yourself i mean god you know i mean i'm not running very far before i have to stop <laughs> but at least i've got like what five feet difference between you yeah or maybe you could find oh somewhere to god. hide or like i don't know um, you know, hide yeah. in a hole somewhere. I don't know. Depending on the catastrophe, yes. Yeah, I'll, and and that's another thing I was curious of, which I couldn't. I mean, it's hard to really know, but like, what the time frame would be in terms of like, all right, let's say the asteroid hits over in China, like, like how much time do we have before we're yeah. wiped out? Like, how much have, crap do you get? Like, do I have some mm -hmm. time to live it up? You know, live my best life. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but that's, yeah, that's the scary part about the comets is that like, basically they can kind of come out of nowhere. Whereas like yeah. asteroids are like a little bit more easier to see. Um, 
And let's see. So the largest asteroid is called Cirrus. It is a thousand kilometers wide. So one kilometer is like 0.6 miles. So, you know, pretty <laughs> good size. Thanks for clarifying that for us. Uh, yeah, folks everything's in meters. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, damn it. Um, I can't help it. I was born yeah. in this part <laughs> of the planet. We, we, we the US don't like just had to be all like, we want to use. I know. We have to be unique, pictures. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the movie, they talk about that's one of one of my favorite characters is like he's like this supposed to be this Mark Zuckerberg type or like this tech guy. He's like really you know, rich and powerful. And he wants to like mine the um, asteroid for like money. <laughs> but that's a real thing. Apparently um, there's an asteroid called that they named 16 Psyche and it's made purely of metal. And they said wow. it was estimated to be worth 10,000 quadrillion dollars. <laughs> whoa because it's a different type of metal than what we have here on on planet earth um i guess because there's so much it'd be so it. rare oh I, I, I didn't quite understand it but then i read another article that said that that was like wrong and it they found that it's more like what they called rubble <laughs> oh <laughs> so i'm not exactly sure if that's still the case but um yeah mining is something that has you know people are investing in and like it's definitely not off the table because when I saw that in the movie I was like oh that's got to be like made up but uh no because when people will make money or people find a way to make money they will yeah there's always got to be somebody out there yeah. trying to make a quick buck yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like that Jim Gaffigan that he's like you know <laughs> people they sound like they're children like i want to be a bazillionaire oh yeah and go to space and build a yep. rocket <laughs> like fast forward 20 years yeah right it's happening <laughs> um let's see um there's also another uh hazard scale called the palermo technical impact hazard scale it uses like positive or negative numbers um to figure out the impact but um like the probability so like a positive number would be it's much more likely but um from what mm -hmm. i saw on that um like there were a few that at one time they like they thought it could get near earth but then after they recalculated or after time i guess it just turned out not to be a threat but um there are so many out there um so many near earth objects out there um that haven't been discovered i know they've discovered let's see well how do we know that they're out there well i don't know <laughs> well i guess i guess they somehow well so they they detect them um like on their satellites or whatever they use <laughs> but nice <laughs> on their you know their gear <laughs> <laughs> their screens yes on their fancy equipment software yes just say a bunch of words and eventually one of them is going to be right yeah you know just throw them out there 
Um, but yeah, with the comments, like I said, it's it's hard because they they're not as predictable. Um, but they had the NASA, I think, um, like made this like requirement that they have to detect 90% of the big NEOs within like a certain Ooh. time frame. So they, I think they did meet that like target. Um, Cause obviously the big ones are easier to see, but um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, had that? Sorry. <laughs> when that happens i know i hate that um yeah so they they basically they detected you know a good amount of the asteroids um but again you know we we can't be sure that we we've got them all and it's well yeah i mean the universe being as vast as it is i can only imagine yeah oh that was another yeah that's what i was thinking so they were um no way to really know from what I was reading, it, there's the ones that are farther away from the sun are obviously easier to um, to see and detect. But then mm -hmm. in the ones closer, there's obviously a bit of a glare. So um, that's <laughs> why it's hard to shiny, you know, with all that metal. Yeah, exactly. Harder, harder, harder to detect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of where the, the problem lies. And we still got a long long ways to go with um with all the with technology science. and yeah. everything um so in the last 600 million years the earth has been struck by 60 objects that were bigger than three miles uh, long or three miles oh. longer yeah um wow the That's last large object <laughs> yeah and obviously it's well, kind of silly to say, but goodness gracious. I know it's funny how they're just like, just an object. But yeah, other than the um, the one that killed the dinosaurs, there was one. Called... Now, did that happen or am I, am I making that up? Has that, no, that happened? happened? Oh, okay. Wait, say, say that again. The whole dinosaur situation. Yes. Well, you okay. know, certain religions do not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so it, I guess, is a little, you know, controversial. There, there aren't there multiple theories, right? And then well, yeah, but uh, from what I was that's reading, one of them. well, from what I was reading, it's pretty widely accepted among scientists. Okay, good. Yeah, no, because I was thinking the same like... thing. I was like, I thought that was just a theory, but it kind of seems like it's considered fact. <laughs> okay, okay, good. I just don't want to be like the one who just doesn't know stuff. <laughs> no, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, that's just like accepted now? Because <laughs> maybe we missed that class. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was Seriously? when we skipped. Oh my God. Yeah. You're, you're telling me. There's many classes that I've yeah. missed. But there's actually... Um, several hundred tons of meteor dust hits the earth every day and doesn't even make an impact because it's like you know the asteroid or the comet breaks apart as it goes down like well how big is this dust is this like the dust in your eyeball or is this dust like well it huge? doesn't it doesn't even i don't think it even like makes it through the atmosphere you know i'm guessing oh, okay because just... oh, it burns up yeah it just kind of disintegrates um all right that makes yeah. sense 
But yeah, another big one other than the Chicxulub was the... Oh, I thought you were going to say like Chick-fil-A. I know. When I when I typed it in, the Chick-fil-A was like the first thing that auto, you know, auto search came Rupted up. Too. Yeah. There was one called Poppy Guy in... Um, it the the crater uh went from siberia to russia and this was 35 million years ago but it's like i think you can still maybe that's where your friend posed <laughs> but um, oh no they were in the u.s okay but <laughs> yeah i think there's all the oh so speaking of maybe <laughs> maybe your friend was at the the meteor crater or Beringer crater in arizona this was Probably. the first impact crater discovered on Earth. It was 1,200 meters wide. Um, what was it? Where was the other one? Clearly, I did not organize my notes very well. Um, <laughs> you have to collect those notes. I know. There, the Tunguska event was uh, a meteor. It didn't... Um, it didn't like hit the uh, Earth's surface. It exploded on impact, like in the air. Um, but okay. it created like a huge, um, like, uh, like kind of shock wave, and um, you know, caused a lot of destruction. They said it was like twelve megatons of destruction. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm like I don't know exactly what that means. Those but I'm poor saying. little dinosaurs. Yeah, well, this is this was in 1908. Oh, yeah. Luckily, I. <laughs> yeah, but um, wow. and then another, you know, Russia's had a rough time in 2013, in, uh, February 15th, the Chelyabinsk meteor. Um, was a 66 foot meteor exploded in southern Russia. Uh, it caused a bright flash producing hot cloud of dust and gas um, with a huge shock wave. And again, this one exploded like before hitting any of the actual oh, surface. Okay. Um, they said 26 to 33 times as much energy was released as the atomic bomb that was dropped whoa yeah so like can you and that's a 66 foot meteor oh by the way a meteor is like a smaller asteroid is my understanding <laughs> again a lot of science but look yeah. at the venn diagram of size Whew, my, my head was hurting but yeah. <laughs> i swear and wikipedia like you know I would start at the beginning of the sentence by the end. I was like, what? I'd have to start over. Like, I don't know what I just yeah. read. Well, and then I'd have to look in the- my life. You know, when they have like the definitions in there and then you have to look up what the other topics in- Yeah, and click within on the, the topic, And then you kind of go down read. a rabbit hole and then <laughs> you're like, shoot, what was I initially looking up? That's how it was. Yeah. I feel yeah, like Erin so. Brockovich in that one scene where she's explaining why she doesn't read very quickly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Adult ADHD is a thing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, you know, comforting to see that there weren't any, you know, big, big numbers on that Torino scale. Um, and it, it, you know, there's a huge task force that is constantly monitoring 
um, I believe it's called the Neo Surveyor. So there's like, you know, people dedicated to just looking out for any sort of big- Literally looking up. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah. So- Just like the movie. Yep. So, you know, I think in our lifetime, I think we got obviously a lot of other things to be worried about. Um, and let's hope- Well, we let's can, hope so. Let's hope we can find a way to get to Mars if we need to though. <laughs> no no i'm just kidding um but yeah that's pretty much it um i highly <laughs> recommend don't look up and also our, our our friends uh matt and andy or andrew excuse me i think covered that on their last episode of uh step and repeat so you can check that. oh okay yeah yeah i definitely it's in my queue i want to watch it um but i haven't yet because uh, it does look funny and because Leonardo DiCaprio is a big environmentalist so I assumed this was you know like you said satirical based on that you know it's kind of like the, the equivalent like like a metaphor you know yeah. for like global warming and stuff yeah because yeah. he made that documentary right um not too long ago that was apparently very good which I also didn't see purely based on fear I know I'm like what else like do we want to learn about this I don't want to be a cog in the machine too badly but sometimes it is a little scary finding it sounds so ignorant but finding out facts right can be, or it's like, can be scary and intimidating I'm all for like the yeah. controversial or like the uh you thought you knew but you didn't know yes. type of documentaries yes or like yes yeah i think we mentioned that the last time too yeah i i mean at the same time it's good to know it's good to, it's good to be informed you know isn't it isn't that a movement like the more you know that's the uh NBC Are there commercials? Thing, right? yeah oh, okay the more you know with a little like actually that might yeah. be a comment or something <laughs> <They'd> have, <laughs> or i think it was a P psa you could say like yeah uh, with the like more, celebrities saying know. i don't yeah. even remember but I remember they were good as a kid. I was like, huh. I know you're right. That that's a that's a thinker. <laughs> like, look at that. Oprah's go got some words of wisdom now. for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You're welcome. I, I hopefully hopefully it wasn't today. too much science. <laughs> there can never be too much science. <laughs> science is why we breathe. <laughs> well we do our best with these facts people but you know we do our best but yeah that was good i'm glad i'm glad to know that we are all, we're currently at a number one and not a number 10 <laughs> yes. on that scale that's that, that is very comforting that is very comforting <laughs> um but yeah that was good so i will be back on our regular two-week schedule now that the holidays are over so check us out on Instagram and Facebook on this is the part I don't get. And you can check out our email and send us your quandaries and questions and comments and concerns, of course, at uh, the part I don't get at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs> Have a great Until night. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.